In this episode of Weekly Poker Hand, Johnny Vibes, one of my favorite video bloggers, will be playing a hand with Pocket Kings against one of his biggest fans. Let's see how that goes. This hand is a button straddle to $6. There's an open and early for 15, one caller in middle position, and we make it 90 in the cutoff with Pocket Kings. So they are playing one three no limit, straddle on the button, okay? We have a raise and a call over to us. We make it 90 with Pocket Kings, which I think is normally a little bit big, but they are playing about $1,200 deep. 400 big blinds. I suppose 200 big blinds accounting for the straddle. So accounting for that, I like a big size with a hand like Pocket Kings. I know it's a bummer when everyone just folds preflop, but you want to make sure you're cutting off your opponent's implied odds while also getting full value whenever they do decide to call you. I just happened to, see, happened to see that he was Sorry, playing man. in Midland, and then he said he's on his way to Tulsa, stopping in Dallas. And I was like, where on earth is he stopping in Dallas? He woke up. Didn't realize that action skips over the button here, so when I see both players on my right fold, I start to muck my cards. Oh shit, I thought he called me. Yeah, it's cutting straight. You didn't see my cards, right? Okay. <laughs> Alright, something kind of weird happens here, where in this particular game, if you button straddle, you always close the action preflop, which is a little bit convoluted. So in this hand, it went raise call, Johnny raised in the cutoff, Button gets skipped. Blinds go. Nobody else is there. Back to the button. Very, very powerful spot to straddle whenever your casino allows that. I actually think it's a horrible rule for casinos to allow this kind of button straddle because it really, really, really induces overly tight play. Now, most people in many games just do not play overly tight. They don't care. They're going to gamble. But if the opponents all play well, this type of button straddle should really kill the action because, well, the, the button's very powerful and... They know they don't necessarily always get blown off their hand by one of the blinds you attack, which lets them stick around way looser correctly. All right, anyway, button calls $90 cold, and we're heads up. I'm about to make the Let's go. I was like, <laughs> oh, I, God. I didn't think that you had cards. Uh, sorry. This is a vlog. <laughs> I need a perfect vlog. The button ends up making the call, mentioning that he needs some help. On the flop, we continue for $50. Normally, I like a larger bet on this board texture, but I'm factoring in pre-flop speech play here and sizing down to get calls from all his weak holdings. When he decides to raise, I'm now regretting my small flop sizing. Let's slow down here with the $50 bet into the $214 pot. So normally, I don't mind the small, or I, I think I, I don't want to, what am I trying to say here? I don't want to make a small bet on this very coordinated board with a jack and a 10 on it, because if you think about any sort of reasonable range to call a $90 preflop raise playing one, three, six, it should be a lot of good, strong high cards, right? And on a board like Jack 10X, it's very, very easy for your opponent to have some sort of straight draw, flush draw, et cetera. Like right here, say your opponent does have ace queen or queen nine suited or king nine suited even. You really don't want to bet $50 into the $214 pot because they can reasonably call in position knowing they're going to realize their implied odds very, very well. So I think you want to make it a little bit bigger. Now, if you think your opponent is literally insane and loose and splashy and is going to call with all sorts of junk on the button because they want to make the video blog, I mean, maybe betting small makes some sense because then your opponent's going to have a whole lot of absolute nonsense in the range. But I don't think all that many people are calling $90 with total nonsense in most scenarios when playing 136. Although I could certainly be wrong about that. So we have a small bet and then the opponent raises it up. 
It is worth noting whenever you bet small, you are way more likely to get raised than if you bet big. A lot of people will view this small bet as a standard continuation bet with your entire range, which contains a lot of unpaired hands, and they will attack it. Now, will the guy who is friendly with you, who wants to make the video blog, who is taking photos with you before the game, will this type of player put in a raise with nonsense? I don't know. But on this board, Jack-10-3, it's really, really, really easy for him to have a draw. He could easily have, I mean, who knows, maybe he has even ace-king, like ace-king of diamonds, ace-king of hearts, king-queen of hearts, king-queen of diamonds, right? I realize we blocked the other two kings, so king-queen offsuit's not all that likely. But it's pretty easy for the opponent to have a good but non-premium hand, because in reality, we only lose to jacks and tens and threes and jack ten, right? Which is kind of unlikely. So anyway, facing that action, let's see what Johnny does. Since I bet so small, I think his raise can contain more bluffs. As a result, I'm now in a leveling war with myself. Yeah, not necessarily even more bluffs, but also more thin value hands. Like if you bet, let's say, two-thirds pot on the flop, and he has a hand like queen-jack, he's just never going to raise, right? But if you bet 50, he may now raise with queen-jack just straight up for value slash protection. So his range may contain more bluffs, but it also contains more value hands that you beat. So you're certainly not going to fold. Is he raising because he senses weakness? I'm not sure. Regardless, I have kings and I unblock the flush draw. This is a must call. The turn is a four of hearts. We check and he now over bet rips it all in for $944. This all in play is 10 minutes after asking to take a photo with me. I know he watches the vlog, so there's that added element of leveling that I'm considering with myself. You don't really seem like you're bluffing. Against you? What would I bluff against you? And you're really confident right now. Well, yeah, man, I have to be. I'm about to make the vlog if I lose this hand. Nine. Wow, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. A 2x pot turn bet uh, usually is very strong. <laughs> that said, what is very strong in this scenario? That's the tough thing to figure out. <laughs> Thank you. 944. Man. Well, the good news is, is that you're going to be on the vlog no matter what. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a win. Oh gosh. This Just is not going to be good. <laughs> Canberra's up. Do, do I need to hold that? Oh, man. You wanted to take a picture with me too. Wow. Huh. <laughs> what? I got like all these levels going on. I have a really tough decision. I'm actually supposed to call with this hand because you could have. King of Diamonds, a Queen of Diamonds, you can have Ace Jack of Diamonds. I don't block any of the hands that look at that. Alright. I'm just gonna fold. I think I'm gonna fold. Johnny folds the Pocket Kings in this spot where his opponent could have all the draws. I'm not gonna lie, if you put me in this spot, I would have snap called. That said, I do not have nearly the experience that Johnny does when it comes to playing with players who love you. I realize some of you love me, but I'm not playing, um, you know, meetup games all that often against players. And if you play against players who love you on a regular basis, you may find that there are some players out there who really just don't want to take your money. That may sound ridiculous, but uh, some players just really, uh, they, they want to get in there, they want to battle, they want to play, and uh, they don't really want to ruin your day. That said, other players will be the exact opposite. They will love you, and they will really want to ruin your day because that would be a crowning achievement in their life. So look, in this spot, 
I would have found an easy call. I would not have thought twice about it. There are so many draws available. And more importantly, there are so many worse made hands that could go for value available. And this is a board where a lot of players will just go for a big shove thinking, well, if I have Ace-Jack, you got me. What can, what can I do? I just really don't want to get it outdrawn by your King-Queen or your Ace-Queen or whatever. So given all that, I would, I would have called. Can I, can I show the camera without showing everyone else? Do you want to see or should we just end the video? Let's end the video. Oh no, you want to see? Okay. You want to see it anyway. <laughs> the Jack and the Jack. Good bowl by Johnny Vibes. Johnny Vibes is about $900 richer than I would be. Look, I would not have folded. I would have snap called and that would have been incredibly wrong. Good job, Johnny Vibes, on this one. That's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you enjoyed it, do me a quick favor. Click the like and subscribe buttons down below. These hands from uh, the Texas Cash Games are a lot of fun, huh? Thanks to all uh, Johnny Vibes for letting us use this footage. Hope you all have a great day. Hope you run hot. And, um, you know, maybe, just maybe you should not be nearly as big of a calling station as I am.